1: And I'm your host, Ronald Schmelzer. And uh, we are deep in the deep learning part of the AI glossary series. So, if this is your first AI Today podcast, and the first maybe the first uh, glossary series you're listening to, you should know that we're defining a lot of terms that you should know around artificial intelligence, machine learning, and big data in our glossary series, which is actually just a series as part of our whole AI Today podcast, which we've been doing now for five-plus years and 300-plus episodes, so we got a lot of stuff, if, especially if you're interested in not just what these terms are, but doing AI right. We have a lot of great interviews with folks who are implementing AI today, as well as stuff that we bring from our CPMAI, AI, the Cognitive Project Management for AI Education Training and Certification that we do and the methodology running AI projects. We talk a little bit about that there, and we bring in some of the folks who are doing it, as well as other things. So we talk about use case series and our failure series, which has been very popular. But as mentioned, you know the purpose of these glossary series podcasts is to really explain key terms that people should know maybe people disagree about, and there is some uncommon understanding of what things mean, even if people aren't using the same terms and words for it sometimes, which is very frustrating, and it happens all the time. So you shouldn't feel alone if you find yourself disagreeing about a term. And it, it, I think really the what we're trying to explain it from the point of view for those who need to be familiar enough with the term to have a valid conversation with other people. You may not be a data scientist or machine learning engineer, but you may need to work with data scientists and machine learning engineers, or maybe you need to know that for the context of whatever you're doing. Or maybe you are a data scientist and a machine learning engineer, and even you are confused about the terms, which you should not be embarrassed about, because Honestly, the industry does a terrible job of providing rational definitions for things, disagreeing about the terms themselves, using multiple words to say the same thing, using the same words to say different things. So um, this happens. (laughs) And part of the reason why, even after all these years, a glossary series and the glossary is so important to really understanding AI, machine learning, and big data.
0: Exactly. And that's why we put together a comprehensive AI glossary, which we will link to in the show notes. You can also find it at cognolytica.com. We wanted to define these terms at a high level to give you basic understanding of terms related to AI, machine learning, and big data. And we said, hey, if we've put together this glossary, let's present it to our AI Today listeners because they may have never heard of some of these terms before or be confused themselves. And so let's explain it at a high level. So on today's podcast, we're going to be going over the term. Convolutional neural network, also sometimes called CNNs. So, at a high level, a convolutional neural network is a deep learning neural network algorithm that uses the mathematical concept of convolutions to provide greater ability for machine learning models to distinguish components of a data set. So portions of an image, for example, rather than the entire image. Specifically, a convolutional neural network has dozens of layers with a special kind of layer that performs a mathematical operation called a convolution that is able to pick up patterns in an image such as lines, gradients, circles, or larger components such as eyes, faces, ears, and other parts. Remember, we we had presented this in previous podcasts. When a machine is looking at, at an image it's not actually seeing an image like a human sees an image right it's just seeing pixels on the screen so this is able to just pick apart uh you know different things in the image it provide, and so it's able to look at portions of an image and then pick up patterns of that image so The convolutional neural network is a special purpose neural network layers, such as pooling layers and fully connected layers, as well as additional convolutional layers are stacked to achieve greater detail and precision. CNN's really revolutionized computer vision because they don't need pre-processing or feature engineering to work and can identify key features directly on the raw image. So, You know, think about that. Like, it it was really revolutionary. And the inspiration for the CNN concept comes from the human visual cortex in which biological neurons operate in layers to identify incrementally complex features. So if you remember, we have uh, defined some of these terms in previous podcasts, but we were saying, you know, we're not quite sure how the human brain works, but let's try and mimic it. So uh, just important to kind of keep all these concepts in mind as we're presenting these additional terms. So in addition to computer vision applications, such as you know image and video, convolutional neural networks have been applied to recommender systems, classification, natural language processing, time series data, and brain-computer interfaces. And in 2015, a many-layered CNN demonstrated the ability to spot faces from a wide range of angles, including upside down, even partially obstructed faces, uh, with a really good, you know, competitive performance.
1: Yeah, and I think that's what got, you know, part of what got people thinking is like, hey, you know, sort of the traditional, you know, we've been doing AI and machine learning actually for decades at this point. And we talk about that in our artificial intelligence, when we talk about artificial intelligence, the history of AI, machine learning in general, it's not like we just discovered machine learning. You know, out of nowhere, we've been doing all this evolution for decades and decades, and we we have been uh, computer vision has been one of those challenges that we have been trying to to do for many years. And actually, in one of our uh, the uh, podcast where we talk about computer vision, we also talk about an actual challenge called ImageNet, which is a competition for trying to get computer systems to recognize. Things in image and parts of images and things like that. And it was this convolutional neural net when they said, well, wait a second, maybe we don't need to just have this one big network and we kind of try to jam everything through it and try to make the one network do everything. Maybe we can have these specialized kinds of neural nets that, you know, maybe we don't connect everything together and do things in the plain Jane Vanilla way, which was the forward neural net, which was around even since like the 70s and 80s. You know, now we have this new idea. And there were a couple of breakthroughs of, of this idea of the convolutional neural net, which again, Again, researchers building on top of researchers, building on top of researchers, learning from each other what works. But there are two in particular that were very notable, that made the convolutional neural net idea itself revolutionary. There was one developed called Lynette, which was developed by Jan LeCun. So you can kind of understand where the word Lynette comes from, Um, uh, was previously is a system that is a convolutional neural net that he built that was used to recognize handwritten zip code numbers. So numbers, so handwriting recognition. And he used this convolutional technique. And uh, previously, the way that people have done that, the old computer vision approach is that they had people who tried to do these things called Coefficiental kernel coefficients to figure out how to find parts of an image because I can actually know what this application is. If you think about how your post office works, they have these machines that you know that route mail. And you know, they take a picture of the of the mail and they then try to figure out where it goes. And in the United States, our postal codes are called zip codes and they're five digits, and that tells you where and how to route the mail. And you can imagine having a machine being able to figure out people's handwriting would be pretty powerful. The problem is people's handwriting is different sizes. Maybe people write crooked and getting a computer system, vision system to recognize all these different possible ways, it turned out to be a real challenge. So what Jan LeCun did, starting even in 1989, he used the ideas of back propagation. We talked about that. He used that to learn these convolutional coefficients, and the learning was automatic. Like they didn't have to go in and hand tune or hand code anything, and didn't have to do any of that hand feature engineering. It was really suited to a very broad range of image recognition problems and image types. And this proved to be fairly revolutionary. So in 1998, he had a seven level convolutional neural net that classified digits, and he not only used it as you can imagine for the zip code problem but for banks to recognize handwritten numbers on checks so Lynette was great 1997 though so this is already getting getting there fast forward a few more years another neural net was still had this image net challenge of trying to recognize things and uh, another neural net developed by alex krizhevsky Ilya sutskever and jeff hinton some of these names me ring a bell built something called alexnet which really got breakthrough levels of performance and part of what they did is they conti- not only reiterated this idea of the convolutional neural net they added more complexity but they introduced the idea of hardware acceleration with GPUs that was like one of the big things i know it's a small thing just like speeding up the math but speeding up the math really worked out and um Basically, if you're interested in what GPUs are, with graphical processing, as we talk about that in another podcast as well. But the reason why I bring up AlexNet is because AlexNet is like the perfect representation of where we are with AI and machine learning in this latest wave. All the things that they did big data, back propagation, deep learning neural nets, using GPUs, computer vision, winning the ImageNet challenge, and of course, investment by major, major tech companies like Google and Facebook and Microsoft. So if you want to kind of think about like what represents this latest wave, if we think about what represented the previous waves, maybe Deep Blue with its chess playing robot, the second wave, maybe even uh, Rodney Brooks with his little you know robots from the second wave. And then if you want to think of the first wave with the Eliza chatbot and maybe Shaky the robot, this latest wave can really be characterized by things like AlexNet
0: exactly so you know we wanted to present this uh so that you would at least know at a high level if you hear what convolutional neural networks are now you know and kind of uh you know some history and uh where and how we got to where we are so again the ai glossary series is just meant to go over these terms at a high level if you'd like to Dig deeper into this because, of course, learning it at a high level is a lot different than being able to put it into practice. And that's really where best practices methodologies come into play. So, uh, on AI Today and at Cognolytica, we're big advocates of CPMAI, the Cognitive Project Management for AI methodology. And I know that many of our podcast listeners are actually CPMAI certified. And we've interviewed some of you on our podcasts as well. If you haven't listened to those, I encourage you to go back because those individuals talk about how CPMAI. AI has helped enhance their career. How it's helped them have a better understanding of these key concepts, and uh, you know, been able to actually run their AI projects successfully. So, if you're interested in uh, becoming CPMAI certified, I encourage you to go to cognolytica.com/slash cpmai where you can get very comprehensive uh, training and education on that, and then you'll become certified at the end once you've completed all the exercises. If you'd like to learn more about CPMAI, though, we we do have a free intro to CPMAI course. I know many of the, our podcast listeners have gone through that, and we would love for you to go through it as well if you haven't already. If you're interested, you can go to aitoday.live slash CPMAI to sign up. I'll also make sure to link to both of them in the show notes, as well as some of the other podcasts that we have referenced. There's a lot of terms that we went over, so I'll make sure to link to all those podcasts as well. We encourage you to check it out. The Glossary Series is meant to come back to. You know, sometimes you need to listen to these podcasts a few times to really digest concepts, and we get that. So that's why they're out there. So you can read the glossary, and you can also listen to the podcasts. So if you haven't done so already, make sure to subscribe to AI Today so you can get notified of all of our upcoming episodes. as well. We have more in the glossary series. We also have some interviews coming up that we're excited about as well as some additional podcasts. So with that, thanks so much for listening and we'll catch you at the next episode. And that's a wrap for today. To download this episode, find additional episodes and transcripts, subscribe to our newsletter and more. Please visit our website at cognolytica.com. Join the discussion in between podcasts on the AI Today Facebook group.